sobriety is cool and sexy and glamorous. And I feel like the alcohol industry and partying and drugs has been glamorized for so long. They show these images like girls drinking champagne and like beautiful cocktail dresses. That was not my relationship with alcohol. I was like throwing up on the street corner. So like that's not glamorous, but being sober and having great fucking skin and dancing because I'm so happy and with friends and no substance, that's very, you know, that's glamorous. Welcome to the tribe. This is your weekly podcast from Tribe Sober. Whether you're already sober, striving to be sober, or just plain sober curious, you need a tribe. You need a tribe because it's so hard to do this alone. You need a tribe because you need support. And that's where we come in. Here at Tribe Sober, we've got your back. Here at Tribe Sober, we have people at all stages of the journey, all helping each other to stay on track. On this podcast, we've got recovery stories to inspire you, experts to inform you, and plenty of advice on how to ditch the drink and change your life. So here's your host, tribe leader, Janet Gorond. Hello, hello, and welcome to Tribe Sober Podcast, episode 151. My name is Janet Goron. I'm the founder of Tribe Sober and I'm your host for this podcast. Here at Tribe Sober, we help people to change their relationship with alcohol and then to go on and actually thrive in their alcohol-free lives. And over the last seven years, we've helped hundreds of people to do just that. We created Tribe Sober because we know that it's really hard to change your drinking habits alone. So at Tribe Sober, we're all about community. Each week, we feature a community voice, just to give you a flavour of the awesomeness of our tribe. Hi, I'm Roz, and I would like to say a big thank you to everyone at Tribe Sober. I'd also like to say a special thank you to my fellow passengers travelling with me on the Sober Spring Challenge. Guys, without your support, your advice, your help, your guidance, I would never have come this far. Uh, The journey so far has been amazing. You're out there 24-7 and we're going all the way. Thank you, everyone. So if you'd like to join our warm and welcoming community, just go to tribesober.com and hit join our tribe. The recovery landscape has changed dramatically over the last decade. Just 10 years ago, you were either a normal drinker or you were an alcoholic and you trotted along to AA. We now understand that alcohol dependence is a spectrum with many different stages between the merely sober curious and the problematic drinker. And even if you are that problematic drinker, you don't have to go to AA anymore. We now have a modern recovery movement with many different pathways to getting sober. Part of that modern recovery movement is driven by young sobriety influences, just like my guest today, Claire Kamai of Rehab Studios. I began our conversation by asking Claire to introduce herself. Sure. Well, um, my name is Claire. I live in Brooklyn, New York, and I am about three and a half years sober. And, uh, you know, it, it 
it's been an amazing journey for me, a life-changing journey. And it's also been the inspiration behind um, the a brand that I founded about six months ago, Rehab Studios, formerly Rehab Barbie, now Rehab Studios, apparel and jewelry brand and and the designs and kind of the whole vibe and message is is all inspired by my own journey of recovery from addiction and also just other people's journeys and people in my tribe and all that fantastic well you know we'll talk about that a little bit more later but uh let's dive into your drinking story shall we Tell us, uh, I mean, you're still so young, aren't you? Weren't you 24 when you got sober? Yeah, I was 24. And, you know, at the time I was pissed because when I got sober, I was younger than most people who, you know, in AA and stuff were, you know, at least like 10 years older than me. And uh, it was really, you know, my family that pushed me into into sobriety at that age. It it left my own devices, I think think I would have gotten sober eventually but certainly not that age it would have been years from then I mean I was like this is so unfair (laughs) like everyone else got to drink for 10 more years and then you know I slowly started to realize and of course everyone in AA and everyone I spoke to was like you are so so lucky yeah um that you're doing this at this age yeah yeah. Uh, I mean that's that's how I feel as well about your kind of age because and and I've changed with my sobriety as well I've been sober for seven years now so I think when I first got sober and I was still a bit oh what's all this about and I I'd hear about someone like yourself I think oh shame you know poor thing they didn't they wouldn't get to party much whereas at least I had lots of partying so I'd actually feel sorry for you but I've changed so much over the years that now I think, wow, what a lucky lady, you know, because um, it's very character building, I think, to be sober, because you have to be strong. You have to be different to other people. You can't just be one of the crowd, one of the sheep. And that is very good for you. And obviously, you know, your health is going to be amazing and you'll have so much energy and so I'm I'm totally jealous now. I wish I'd been clever enough at 24 to do that. When I was 24, I nearly drowned in my bath with an alcoholic blackout, and I still didn't stop. So you're much cleverer than I was at that age. It was really my family because I was the same way. I, I would do get into all sorts of trouble and 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 dangerous situations, and I was I I didn't want to stop. It, I just got lucky. I have a really good family. <laughs> yeah, well, good for them. And I'm sure they're, they're so proud of you. But talk, talk us about what you got up to. I mean, what, when did you start drinking? Fairly young. I mean, I think I was around like 14, 15. I just started with friends. Um, you know, I remember the first time it was just one of my friends had gotten some alcohol from like an older sibling. I was obsessed with it right away like I had very little of this acceleration period the only reason I wasn't drinking all day every day immediately was because I was 14 and lived with my parents and like went to school but I like started drinking alone when I was still in high school like I would black out all the time I always wanted to be drinking it was very much a deciding factor in my life like who I spent time with what I would do and I would I had health consequences and 
Uh, I got into all sorts of like shady situations. Literally, as soon as I started drinking, it was like something snapped in my brain. And it wow. was the number one thing yeah. that mattered to me. Yeah. I think that's quite um, unusual, I think, in my experience anyway, the people that I've worked with, because, um, you know, many of us, it takes decades, really, for us to get really dependent. And it kind of sneaks up on us gradually. You know, people like myself, I, I drank in my socially, really, in my 20s and my 30s, apart from the odd, you know, over the top. But then in my 40s and 50s, I started using it more to self-medicate. But, you know, still gradually gradually until a bottle of wine was the norm but for you it sounds like it really kind of grabbed you by the throat which is more like something like heroin you know I, I gather that that's what that does you know the first time you take it you think wow I want to spend all day doing this and it sounds like yeah. alcohol grabbed you in that way doesn't it yeah I mean I have like looked into some research about how some people's brains react differently mm. to alcohol and it can be more addictive or it does activate like opioid receptors in the same way heroin does for some people but yeah I mean the only thing stopping me was that I couldn't walk into a liquor store you know so I had to like yeah. figure out how to steal it from my parents I wrote my college essays drunk I mean, I think about it now, like at the time, I didn't even realize like how crazy that is. I was like, oh, everyone like drinks in high school, but not, did you, <laughs> not did like you manage to graduate? Did you get through your exams? Yeah, I did. I managed to graduate. Then like always been kind of good in school, thankfully. So I managed to graduate and get into university. Um, and I went to university in in Montreal then that's you know when when my relationship with alcohol really took off because it was you know the drinking age is 18 I went to a huge university it was academically rigorous but there weren't there weren't a lot of rules they didn't care if we were partying they didn't care if we were drinking on campus it was in a huge city I, I'm really good at like justifying my behavior to myself Montreal is is they have this whole French vibe. So I remember like it was, you know, our, our first week there and I was in my dorm and I had a bottle of wine and I was just like, oh, like this is so French and European of me. I'm just going to have a glass of wine in the middle of the day before going down to like class registration or whatever. And I was, you know, introduced to there were more drugs and I liked those as well, but uh, never, never as much as drinking was always alcohol was your drug yeah for yeah, sure I, I've actually heard that it affects different people differently and and some of us um have kind of lower levels of dopamine and we actually need something to make us feel good you know so so if we drink and and it hits that dopamine you know we want more like you did and whereas other people they find that alcohol kind of calms them down and they like that side of it so it's all about how our brains are wired I think how we react to it were you worried about it Claire did you think oh I need to cool it a bit did you have any rules <laughs> did you try and moderate oh my god yes I did every rule in the book because I blacked out a lot and I hated that. You well, know, you're putting uh, yourself like, at risk, you know, young, pretty girl, black yeah. cow. I mean, it could go that, very wrong. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I swear I have a, a guardian angel. And also I would just, you know, I would lose stuff and I would 
Like, I, I just, it made things very weird for me socially because I would, like, meet people. I would introduce myself to people and they'd be like, we already met. I, like, wouldn't remember a conversation. Like, it was, I, so I didn't like that. You know, I had really serious health consequences. And what were they, Claire? I, How was it affecting your health? I just, I would, like, end up in the hospital just from, like, drinking too much a lot. And that was, that was really the main one. I mean, I didn't, I was young enough that it wasn't doing anything other than that, really. But also just, like, waking up every morning with a hangover and all of that. I knew, like, sometimes I would try to lie to myself and be like, oh, like, my drinking is normal. But I knew that I was, I mean, it's not normal to drink every day. Um, and to drink the, I, I knew it was, it was a disordered use. I had a therapist who I went to every week. She was really like an addiction, like she specialized in addiction and we only talked about my drinking and how to moderate it. You know, and I tried like every, every trick in the book that like every addict and alcoholic tries, like, um, only doing beer and wine, which I like only drink after like five. I would tally the marks on my hand for each drink. What I would do, because in Montreal, you cannot buy alcohol after 11 p.m., like at the, the corner stores and stuff. So I would stay in the library, do schoolwork. I, I would buy my bottle of wine and then I would go and hide it in the library, like up in like the shelves somewhere. With the because books. Because if I had, <laughs> yeah, like, like with the books, like people were like really reading. Like, <laughs> and then, because if I had it with me, if I had it in my bag, I would drink it. Yeah. Uh, so I had to hide it. And then I would stay and make myself stay at the library and, and, you know, get my schoolwork done until the clock at 11 p.m., I would go get my, and if, if I was really good, I would do like a half bottle of wine, but I would go get my wine. And so then I had my wine for the night, but I couldn't buy any more. Um, so that was right. like one of my, I thought that was like freaking genius tactic. <laughs> yeah. And did you so try and all, stop all it altogether? Did you have any complete breaks? No. I mean, I did, yeah. but during those times I would substitute with, with other drugs. Uh, definitely no, like lengthy periods of complete sobriety right so when i got sober at 24 it was like the longest period of sobriety i'd had since you know since i was 14. you're listening to a podcast from tribe sober if you'd like to join our warm and welcoming community just head on over to tribesober.com and hit the membership tab that's www.tribesober.com Tell me when that moment was when you decided you'd have to do something about it. Or was it your parents, you tell me? Did they cart you off to rehab or something? Yeah, they. so my family was always kind of worried about my drinking. And my parents and my siblings, so I'm the oldest of four, and, and we're a really tight-knit family. And they had a whole intervention. I went to help my sister move into a new apartment. This was after university and I had moved to New York and she was living there as well. You know, I'm, I'm like helping her like carry boxes in and whatever. And then I turn around and everybody's sitting in a circle. And I was like, oh God, you know, here we go. They 
spoke to me about how my my addiction was affecting them. It was really eye-opening for me because, you know, one thing I really had managed to convince myself of was that I was really only hurting myself, but, you know, that wasn't the case, and it was hurting my parents. It was hurting my, my younger sister was staying up late worrying about me. Like, you know... It just it broke yeah, well, my heart. When I mean, um, you you understand now, don't you, Claire? But uh, they were watching, you know, somebody young, beautiful, full of promise. They were watching you destroy yourself. That is heartbreaking, you know. And as a mother, I can just imagine how your poor mother must have yeah. <laughs> really suffered. Was there any yeah. one thing that they said that really, really struck you that resonated with you? that made you think, I've got to do this? Just seeing, you know, the emotion. Yeah. My mom is very emotional. My dad's not so much. And he was so emotional when he spoke about it. That really struck me. And then also hearing from my siblings. Because, like, I knew, you know, my parents worry about me. But hearing that my sister, not just my parents, but also my little my little sister, who, like, I should be a role, role model. I should be taking care of her. Yeah. yeah. She was staying up late, like, losing sleep. You know, she talked about how it would affect her because she would be up late the night before big events because she was worried and mom and dad didn't know where I was. And I really didn't know that it affected her so much. And that was that was a big one. And what happened after yeah. the intervention? After the intervention, I committed to giving sobriety a try. I went to AA. I started working with the sober coach. I just, you know, for the first time in my life, really gave it a try. It was so, so difficult at first. Yeah, I mean, it was for sure the hardest thing I've, I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I just kind of fully jumped into, like, the program and took, like, take suggestions, they always say. So I took every suggestion and just really, like, took it one day at a time. Did you manage to find a meeting with quite young people in? Because often AA is much older people. Did you find one that you felt comfortable in? Yeah. I'm really lucky because New York City is, is... Diver. It's a great place if you want to get fucked up, but for it's also amazing for meetings. Like, it's so good, such good vibes. So I was able to find some people who, you know, I resonated with who were younger. But it was, you know, a lot of times where I was the youngest person. That, you know, is, is kind of a lot of, of what led me to develop rehab studios and that because yeah. I, I yeah. do want to have a voice out there for yes. someone who is younger yeah absolutely I think it's it's really necessary looking back now was that it when you went to AA you just stopped or did you stop and start for a while and were you on and off the wagon or were you just determined from day one I did stop. I stopped by the grace of God and my higher power. I I don't know because I did not think I would stay sober. I, you know, went back and forth being like, oh, I'm going to learn how to moderate. And like, I had horrible cravings. Like, I, a lot of times where I was like really white knuckling it, just like trying to get through like three hours of like horrific cravings. But yeah, somehow I 
somehow <laughs> I still don't know how um I did not drink yeah and that was like three and a half years ago so so I'm sure as yeah. you say you were white knuckling it at the beginning because you know most of us have to do that but have you changed your mindset now I mean do you you look at alcohol and you think you know that that's not for me you no longer wish you were a drinker yeah yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, somewhere and, and I do want to like really highlight for people who might be on the brink of like, like the first few months, like are, it was like not a Horrible. good time. Horrible. Horrible. But after that, my life got so freaking good. Yeah. Like I can't oh. even everything. Uh, I, certainly like the cravings and getting used to being sober and to telling people I was sober and, you know, I'm young. So people yeah. are sometimes like, that's so weird. Like just have a yeah. shot with us. And so that I got. Did you have a lot to. of that? Did you have a lot of that? Yeah. yeah. Like I really, I was shocked. Like people do that to me all the time. And like not, my friends are very cool with, with obviously with, my life so but like sometimes we'll be on like first dates or stuff and people they'll like they'll be like no just have one drink with us yeah, like it'll be fine they like, don't you know, get it you know they don't get it and what, what, get it. how did you handle it how did you handle it I mean I'm very upfront about why I don't drink you know I say like I had a problem with alcohol and that's why I don't drink anymore anybody who's like trying to get me to like break my sobriety yeah. I mean, that, like, I just, I won't even, that's, like, you don't, such an immediate... You don't like, need them I in leave. your life, do you? It's like, yeah, like, please. who does that? So weird. Go now. <laughs> um, it, it, but it was more than just getting used to being sober. Like, I had, my life just got so much fuller and richer and so much more fun and yeah. so much more exciting, which is, like, that's why I didn't want to get sober, because I thought it was going to be, like, boring, yeah, we all did. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like I did. I, I must to tell you, Claire, because I thought that I thought, oh, life's going to be so dull. Yeah, but I thought, you know, I thought, well, I'm quite old now, and I've had lots of fun, so I'll just stay home and read books. <laughs> but you know, you can say that. But yeah, I'm blown yeah. away by how wonderful alcohol-free life is. But I must tell you something I heard only yesterday a podcast interview that I did. This lady, you know, who's done what we've done, she said. Uh, when you embark on your sober journey, the first 30 days are unbearable, the first six months are uncomfortable, and then you're unstoppable. Don't you think that's great? <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that really encapsulates it. It's, yeah. It's, it's just so worth it, isn't it? It's so worth it. Oh, my God. You know, they, and I'm sure your early days were absolutely unbearable. But you did it. You know, you pushed through. I think people have to have faith, don't they? You know, I can tell that pe some people just don't believe me how, how good it is, you know, but they they have to do the work and, and they'll get there. So you've yeah. been alcohol-free yeah. for more than three years now. Congratulations. And are you still doing the work? Do you still go to meetings? What else do you do to sustain your sobriety? I go to meetings pretty regularly. I mean, meetings are really fun in New York. Like, there's this great one in, in Brooklyn, right by where I live. And, and it's an event, and everyone has the best stories and the best fashion. And we'll get, like, cake and donuts. and like. <laughs> so I go to that twice a week. 
then I just have a really good support system of sober or or other friends in recovery and not in recovery. But I have some very close friends who I've met through recovery and, you know, I just talk to, you know, almost every day. And that definitely helps me. I think just staying connected is, yeah, it's been huge for me. And then also just, you know, everything with rehab studios and and kind of being a bit of a spokesperson for uh, sobriety and being young and sober and and that messaging. And that's, you know, that's a huge part of my life now. And it definitely reinforces to me why I, I do this. Yeah, absolutely. If you had to pick your top three benefits of sobriety, what would they be? I can see, I'm sure you've got many more than three, but what was your yeah. top three? Which ones would come to mind? Um, okay, let me see. I got, I got, I got two. Okay, so I got them. Okay, so I would say, you know, my first one is is just having the ability to develop such strong, beautiful, meaningful relationships with people. When you're drunk or blacked out half the time, like you don't, you you don't just don't build the same relationships. And and now that I'm like fully myself, I've been able to meet so many you know wonderful people in recovery and out and and just develop my relationships with my family and my friends and it's just a whole nother level the second is having free time and energy to pursue all these amazing things being an alcoholic or a drug addict is really like having a second job I mean it (laughs) takes up so much time so much energy I went to work or school and then all my other time was spent either getting drunk or like recovering from my hangover. So after I got over all the cravings and and getting, you know, you know, past like the six month period, I was like, I have so much energy and time and Mm -hmm. extra money. (laughs) So what shall I do? Started traveling so much. I started skydiving and I started a business. There's so many fun, cool things that I now have the ability to do that before no way because Um, it takes all our energy doesn't it just to kind of hold things together when we're drinking and when we stop as you say we've got time and then we can redirect that energy into something constructive so that is such a big one and you know in tribe sober we got so many people that have gone on to do amazing things with that energy but yeah it's like having a job being an alcoholic you're either planning the drinking doing it or recovering there's no time for anything else no. And then the third is just being able to remember yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I remember all these, like, I still like to go out and go out dancing and be around people who are maybe drinking or, or even events where there's not alcohol. I still didn't have the best memory because there's still like alcohol and drugs in your system. And But now I, I remember all the cool shit I'm doing, which is amazing. And you've connected to your yourself as well, haven't you? Because they say that your um, emotional maturity kind of stalls at the age when you start drinking very heavily. So if you were 14 and drinking till you were 24, you didn't really mature as, as a person. And now, you know, you're obviously yeah. making up for that lost yeah. time. And I have so much more like like confidence now because I, I feel like I don't have this whole half of myself that I have to hide from everyone mm. and always like apologize for and like watch out for and 
You know, I wasn't like, you know, I was be a little bitchy when I was drunk. So, but now I'm, I am who I am and it's, yes. it's a lot better. And, <laughs> you know, you should be proud of yourself and, and that gives you confidence. I mean, you've done something amazing and think how different your life would be. You know, think of when you're in your thirties, if you'd carried on drinking, what kind of state would you be in? So if someone in their 20s yeah. or 30s even is, is listening to this and thinking, oh, you know, I, I know I've got a problem, but I can't imagine life without alcohol. How will I party? How will I ever have fun again? What, what would you say to them? I hope they believe me when I say like my life is so much more fun. Like now I think back on like drinking and going out to like the same clubs every night and like getting wasted and like that sounds so goddamn boring to me. What I do now and, and, and the life I've created for myself, like I just went on a freaking safari. Like, you know, it, it's crazy. It's worth it. You just you owe it to yourself to try. That's how I got to the point. I was like, I need to at least I've been drinking for 10 years. I need to at least do like one or two years and then I'll decide if I decide like, wow, drinking is so much better, then I'll go back to drinking. It's my life. Still believe that. Like if, if this, if I was miserable, but no, it's, it's amazing. Once your brain resets and you get used to being sober and you'll just, the evidence will speak to itself. You, you just, you have to give it a try and you owe it to yourself and and find your tribe. Um, yeah. That's so yeah. important too. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, we never meet anybody that says, oh, I wish I hadn't stopped drinking, do we? No. We just meet people that said, oh, I wish I'd done this years ago. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about this uh, business of yours because it's very interesting to me because I, I suppose I've got a similar story in that when I was about five or six months sober I felt a bit depressed and because I didn't really have many connections that were sober so I felt a bit lost and a bit depressed and I was wondering you know have I done the right thing here I, I just had this kind of emptiness because I had so much time on my hands because I wasn't drinking and I wasn't going out much but eventually I got my creativity back and, and I got the idea to create Tribe Sober I did that when I was about a, a year sober. And ever since I've done that, you know, it's, it's just been, been flying and I've been so happy. So we say to people, you know, that when you get sober, find a project, you know, don't just stop drinking, find a project. So to me, you're a wonderful example of someone that's done exactly that. So tell me about Rehab Barbie that's not Rehab Barbie anymore. <laughs> rehab studios now yeah it very much started like that because i i had all this time on my hands and i got sober like right before covid became a huge thing um so i was i was in lockdown early on in sobriety so i really had free time i've always worked in fashion i've always been really loved that and been passionate about it i was like making jewelry for fun I don't know, it just kind of blossomed into, oh, well, I'll do a Kickstarter campaign and, and I'll make bracelets that speak to sobriety, that say recovery and, and also like fun stuff. That's how it started. And I think there's a flip side to like every defective character you may have. I mean, obviously being an addict, being an alcoholic has caused a lot of problems for me with the drinking, but 
I can kind of use that energy in a, in a productive way because it, that's my personality. I, I, I get really into things. I get a little bit of a dopamine hit every time I create a really cool design or like. Sure you do. I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm so I'm addicted (laughs) to Rio Studios a little bit. Always like trying to make the perfect design and like I I just get so into it and it makes me so happy. And it's been expanding. Like people seem to really relate to the brand and what we stand for. We're all about sobriety. Sobriety is cool and sexy and glamorous. And I feel like the alcohol industry and partying and drugs has been glamorized for so long. They show these images like girls drinking champagne and like beautiful cocktail dresses. That was not my relationship with alcohol. I was like throwing up on the street corner. So like that's not glamorous, but being sober and having great fucking skin and dancing because I'm so happy and with friends and no substance, that's very, you know, that's glamorous. So that's, that's the whole vibe. And we try to make, we make clothes and jewelry that embody that and and speak to that. I love your website. I've had a look. We'll we'll put it in the show notes. But I just wanted to mention to you, I don't know if you've discovered it, but there is a magazine about sobriety now. Did you you know that? It's called Ola Sober. And it's called that because it's it's an Irish lady that's created it. And she used to be in publishing and got a lot of experience. But she's, uh, and she lives in Madrid. So that's why it's called Ola Sober. And it's fantastic. And she is rebranding sobriety. You know, she's trying to make it as glamorous as drinking used to be. And it's a beautiful magazine. You know, you read it on your laptop on your computer and it's got about 100 pages in it and it's full of fashion and all sorts of things you've got to talk to her because she she'd love to yes. write about you and feature your stuff so i'm gonna send well, you I her think she email did include us in yes please do i think did she, she included us in in yeah just like a, a little piece a couple months ago so yeah good okay well, i just wanted to make sure you connected but I love the way yeah. that, you know, just, it's changing. Things are changing because uh, basically we're getting smart, yeah. aren't we? Because, you know, there's... <laughs> yeah. No, it's really true. Like um, the whole sober curious movement and yeah. in New York, we're getting a lot of like sober or like uh, alcohol-free bars and, and that type of thing, which is very cool. Every Saturday afternoon, we open up our Tribe Sober Zoom Cafe. It's a safe space where our members can connect, check in, and just shoot the breeze about alcohol-free living. If you'd like to be a guest at the cafe one Saturday, just drop us an email at janet at tribesober.com. That's janet, J-A-N-E-T, at tribesober.com, and we'll send you an invitation. I looked at your website a while ago when you first wrote to me and um, I love those kind of college sweatshirt things, the ones that where you would have Harvard, you just have rehab as if you're like proud yes. to be a graduate. So I like that. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's exactly what it's supposed to be like, like instead of, because, you know, and, and there's definitely a, a bit of humor in the brand yeah. and, and we like to have fun with it. But and I think I, I we do. need I that. Think it's, because yeah. people tend to think, oh, this is all so dark and serious. But 
For example, in yeah. Tribe Sober, we've got a cartoonist, you know, and she does the most amazing cartoons about all the scrapes that we get ourselves into and, and the problems that we encounter when we're trying, you know, to moderate or to, to stop drinking. So I really like, you know, people, talented people that can bring a lighter side to, to sobriety, which is what you're doing. And you have bracelets saying sober and talk a bit more yes. about your, your stuff. We have, I mean, here is someone wearing, we have all sorts of things. We have ones that say recovery. Um, this one says recovery and it's engraved, uh, which is really special, I think. And then this one, you know, we have some that speak more to like mental health. Mm -hmm. So, and getting proper treatment for that. So this one says, I love Prozac because we love proper treatment for mental health you know we have one that says sober is hot and all the jewelry is it's nice material like this is sterling silver um all the gold is is 14 karat gold filled these are freshwater pearls so it's made to last so rehab studios is it just rehab. just you claire or have you got other people working with you um I have a business partner who is also in recovery and, you know, he handles more of the business and the legal stuff, the finances, and then I'm, I'm the, the creative <laughs> design yes, and all of that. The face of um, it, yeah. Yes, yes. We have one woman, Lacey, who is, helps with our, our social media and our PR outreach. And that's it. We, you know, we're, we're such a small team right now, but things are accelerating. So we're hoping to grow. Talk to me about your website. What's it called? So I can put it in the um, show notes. Rehab Studios NY, like New York.com. Okay. Uh, Instagram and Facebook what, how do people yes. find those so we are on Instagram and TikTok as oh, Rehab okay. Studios NY so definitely okay. check us out there I'll put all of that in the show notes and uh, you might get some orders from South Africa, although we have listeners from all over the world, but a loss in South Africa. Oh, amazing. So, yes. Uh, well, we will do you ship, ship worldwide. Will you ship so. to us? Yes. Good. <laughs> we ship the jewelry ships worldwide. Some of the apparel is, it, you know, it depends on, on the supplier, but in general, yes, we ship worldwide. Okay, um, anything else you think you'd like to mention that we haven't talked about? I mean, I think that about covers it. I just want to reiterate that, that anyone who is, who is considering sobriety should, you know, reach out to become a part of Tribe Sober. And, and then, you know, we have a community page at, at Rehab Studios, so check that out and, and just go for it because you will not regret it you so much for your share Claire. Claire got sober at the tender age of 24 so her drinking career was very short but it was pretty intense. She first tried alcohol at about 15 and just loved it as she says she was obsessed with it straight away and the only reason she wasn't drinking all day every day was because she lived with her family and had to go to school. 
She drank when she was at high school and she'd black out all the time. She had some health consequences and she got herself into some very risky situations. She had absolutely no off switch and felt something change in her brain after that first drink. In spite of all the drinking, Claire managed to graduate and she went off to university in Montreal. That's a huge university where no restrictions were put on student drinking. By this time, Claire was getting worried about her drinking, particularly about her frequent blackouts. She put lots of rules in place, but of course, like most of us that tried the rules, she promptly broke them. She ended up in hospital several times after her drinking sessions and began every day with a hangover. She had a regular weekly appointment with an addiction counsellor, but all they seemed to do was set new rules for her drinking. Then came the intervention. One day she was helping her sister to move apartments. She got to the new apartment and found our whole family there, sitting in a circle. She knew what that meant. Of course, by this point, her family were desperately worried about Claire's drinking, so they gathered together to let her know how they felt. This intervention was a real eye-opener for Claire. She knew she was hurting herself with the drinking, but she had no idea how much she was hurting those people that loved her. Her parents were very emotional, but what really struck her was the fact that her younger sister had been so worried about her, staying awake at night, waiting for her to come home. Of course, as the older sister, Claire felt that she should have been looking after the younger sister and being a role model. The intervention worked, and Claire threw herself into sobriety. She went to AA and she got herself a sober coach. She did feel that she'd been rather pushed into sobriety by her family and felt a bit annoyed that her drinking career had been so short. But over the months, she began to feel better and better. We agreed that those first few months are really, really hard, but then it does get so much easier and the benefits start coming in. So if you're in early sobriety and you're struggling and you don't have a community, you should know that connecting with others on the same path makes a huge difference. It's really hard to do this alone, so please reach out. Just go to tribesober.com and hit join our tribe or drop me a line at janet at tribesober.com. Claire was usually the youngest person at the AA meetings and would often be told that she was so lucky to be getting sober at 24. Gradually, she began to see that they were right. She now has more than three years of sobriety, but she still goes to meetings twice a week. Like us, she believes that connection is the opposite of addiction and we must stay connected with our sober tribe. Even if we have a supportive family and lots of friends, they won't really understand us like other people who've been through the struggle. In fact, they may innocently try to convince us that we'll be okay to just have one glass of wine now. That's something people in your sobriety group will never do. Like many of us, Claire began to feel passionate about sobriety and began to speak out, to be a younger person in the world of recovery, sharing her story. We always advise our members to get a project in early sobriety. If you want to know the science behind this strategy, then listen to Tribe Sober Podcast episode 55, my interview with Dr. Loretta Bruining. 
Claire is a great example of how having a project can keep you motivated and on track. Her project is an apparel and jewellery brand called Rehab Studios. Like many of us, she's an all or nothing person and she's thrown herself into designing and managing this wonderful project. Check out Claire's website, which is called rehabstudiosny.com. She has some lovely items on there and she ships worldwide. You can also find Rehab Studios NY on TikTok and Instagram. So let me end with a member message from one of our chat rooms. Here's a message from Miranda in Scotland who responded to someone reaching out for encouragement. Hi Mel, I just wanted to say well done and keep going. It's great that you're reaching out. Have you read much Quitlit? In particular, William Porter's book. I found that goes really deep and makes so much sense explaining what alcohol is and about our behaviour towards it. When I was in early sobriety, I read anything I could just to keep my mind in focus. I would also plan mini treats every day, taking a bath and making it special, making some amazing food, booking a massage, meeting a friend I'd not seen for a while, or making a phone call to catch up. Prioritise these and see them as treats. Then I would get bigger treats scheduled in for every month. See this time as a healing one and a blessing. You're looking after yourself and you're becoming a better and more healthy version of yourself. As time goes by, you'll see it more and more like that. And believe me, the trying will become effortless when your reasons develop into firm beliefs. This is an incredible tribe full of like-minded people who understand exactly where you're at. Connection is indeed key. Oh, that's a beautiful message, Miranda. Thank you. That's the joy of our tribe. We're all at different stages in the journey. I think Miranda is a couple of years sober now but she's able to think back, remember those early months and share exactly what she did to cope when she struggled. So thank you, Miranda. Thank you for your wisdom and for being part of our tribe. So if you'd like to join a sobriety group and benefit from the wisdom of people like Miranda, then just go to tribesober.com and hit join our tribe. We've got a brand new PDF to give away this week. It's going to help you to gamify your sobriety journey. How cool is that? We've designed a sobriety scorecard, which will award you points for the various things that you can do to stay on track. It's a great way to make sure that you keep doing the work. Let me give you some examples. Joined Facebook private group, one point. Posted on private Facebook group, one point. Join Sobriety Bootcamp, five points. Posted on Sobriety Bootcamp, one point per day. Attended Saturday Zoom Cafe as a guest, five points. Signed up for a challenge, five points. Signed up for Tribe Sober Membership, ten points. Reading a quick lit book, one point per day. Listening to a podcast, one point per day. Updated your tracker, one point per day. Attended a workshop, 
five points. Had a coaching session, five points. Checked out podcasts, blogs and more on Tribe Sober website, one point per day. So those are all the options for the non-members. Of course, as a member of Tribe Sober, we have a different scorecard for you to complete. So the idea is that you mark your points every day and you keep building up your point score each week. It's such a fun way of making sure that you do the work. If you'd like to have a go at this, just write to membership at tribesober.com and Sue will send you a scorecard. And finally, just a quick reminder that we have another one of our free five-day boot camps coming up on 20th of March. All the info's on the homepage of tribesober.com. That's it from me. Thanks so much for listening and I'll be back next week. Ditching the drink is like climbing a mountain. It's hard, it takes courage and grit, and an experienced guide. And that's where we come in. Here at Tribe Sober, we've climbed that mountain, and we know the view from the top is amazing. We've used our experience to put together a unique membership program that will support you all the way. We've got challenges, chat rooms, sober buddies, trackers, and milestone awards, and that's just for starters. So head on over to tribesober.com and check out our membership program. It's the essential resource for anyone looking to ditch the drink and change their life.